everyone, welcome to the Alora podcast. Um, the February series is our journey to Abba's heart. And um, today I have I have a friend, her name is Jennifer. And Jennifer has been a very special person to me. I've known her for over five years and it's been a beautiful journey. Our friendship and everything, like I've said before, Jennifer, one of the people she was the person that actually made me understand god as abba and um i'm going to allow her introduce herself she's a feel herself sometimes so <laughs> we should bury her so hello jennifer please introduce yourself who are you well hi alora podcast uh, <laughs> it's nice to be here um introduce myself I thought you were supposed to introduce me, but anyways, my name is um, Jennifer Namdi. Um, I really don't know. Now that you're telling me to introduce myself, <laughs> but in this context, um, I would say, who am I? I'm Abba's daughter. I feel like I pride myself in that. Um, but yeah, that is the summary of who I am. Like if I'm to come out and say or explain or describe myself to anyone that would make sense mm-hmm. in any logical way, it would be being God's child. Yeah. Okay, that's good. That's a, that's a very good introduction. Heaven will be pleased. <laughs> so before we go into like the topic of, of your journey, like with Abba and God and all that, I just want to ask you very... A question like so you know that it's february is like valentine um <laughs> there's pressure everywhere on instagram whatsapp everybody's sending and posting package of ten thousand naira 15k these days so like what are your plans now what do you think about that how is um, valentine's day <laughs> so <laughs> that's actually interesting because me i've always had like a personal beef with valentine right. not necessarily because i don't like like love or um what it's about but because like my birthday is literally a week before valentine's day mm-hmm. so like most times especially when i was in high school like we used to we you know when it's your friend's birthday like then yeah. we used to actually gather to do things for like your friend or like mm-hmm. whatever the case may be but because my birthday was always like so close to valentine's day first of all many people used to forget my birthday because they were so they were so occupied with the fact that oh you know there's this guy i've had a crush on or like there's this girl i've had a crush on and like i'm trying to get them valentine's gift and like people literally forget my birthday like and because of the kind of person i can be very petty i would not say anything on my birthday till like the day after and they'll be like, oh my god that's true happy and um, then like it's already too late because their mind is just so focused on valentine's, valentine's day that's like my own personal beef with it but i actually believe that valentine's day is a good thing yeah um, and I don't think it's a day that you should actually just celebrate with, you know, your partner. If you have your partner, that's fine and all. But like for single people, you can always celebrate with your friends. Um, Doesn't that sound more like compensation? So because you don't have a partner, you now you not come and be using your friends as compensation. I don't see it as compensation. I actually see it as a way to show love because the world is so hard. Mm-hmm. And like, 
there is just so much bad things going on in the world and a day that is supposed to celebrate love you can celebrate love in different ways you don't have yes there, there are people that will never be partnered does that mean that they should never celebrate valentine's day <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's real fact. Um, and there are some people who, you know, sadly their partners have passed away and yeah. just different situations. That doesn't mean that they should never get a chance to celebrate Valentine's Day. And besides, you can be like me. Most Valentine's Day, my it's my dates with God. Like I actually write him because sometimes I write, so yeah. I write him like real love, long love notes on Valentine's Day. Yeah. Must be nice, so. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, he responds with words to me too. So if you're single, you know, God can Valentine, <laughs> or you can just have your friends back. Like. <laughs> that's good you know that's good you know my own problem with valentine like prior to now is that I feel like i you know well i always used to see it in the context of a relationship and for some reason i always used to break up with people before like february <laughs> i'm serious the relationship is going so well i never been around feb like ending of january february <laughs> The relationship will now break. Like so I think there was like maybe just two instances in which I had like Valentine with uh, like someone in a relationship with. But I feel like it brought a different whole feeling, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And so sometimes like it might bring do you do you think it might bring like remi- reminders of like the past? Do you understand? Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, um, I feel like especially after you're dealing with a breakup or um if you've never really gotten the experience, you know how sometimes like your friends or like people around you can be in a really happy relationship and around yeah. that time it's like they're they are not intentionally rubbing it in your nose, mm-hmm. but like it's like, oh my boyfriend just did this, or like my husband <laughs> just did this, like, oh, will you believe this? The I mean, obviously they're your friends, so like yeah. they're they are putting you in your yeah in their happiness or um, mm-hmm. whatever the situation <laughs> and at that moment it's like well i've never really had to experience this or i just broke up with like my boo it's not that you don't want to be happy for them yeah but sometimes it's a thing where it can be sad and overwhelming but i feel like the way me i look at life i look at things from different a different perspective um i always tell people like the way you see life is how you get to it determines the quality of life you live so yeah. if you see life from oh heartbreak this is sad this is this you yeah. always like when when things like celebrations come you always find that excuse or reason not to celebrate or if people come to you mm-hmm. with good news or if you see all of these things happen like it's easy for you to go into a place of depression and be sad or like going to yeah. your kid. but if it's if it's like i mean I'm a catch. We broke up, but I'm the catch. Like, you know? <laughs> I know that God has something better for me out there. Yeah. Or like, if you, I mean, when you change your mindset as to how you see certain situations, I feel like your life becomes a whole lot better. And it has helped me personally in so many ways. Mm-hmm. Like knowing that you're a catch. Ha, knowing that I'm a catch. I know <laughs> that I'm beautiful. Knowing that whoever is going to get me, ha. Um, uh, the person for wow. uh, a, a lifetime of enjoyment child <laughs> <laughs> like please 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 plus my other qualities ah oh my god you guys that's the problem with jennifer she can't feel herself ah. <laughs> well it's all good it's all good thanks for telling me all right um, now back yeah, to- but i have a question for you though ha, oh, have oh. you <laughs> have you ever um had like a really good valentine's day 
Yeah, I have. Like I remember in 2019 around like I had like some like family challenges. I think my mom wasn't feeling too well around that time. And so like things were a little bit hard for me and um the person I was in a relationship with then um sent me like flowers and cake. Yeah, that was one. And then there was another time that in 2018, February, I went to the orphanage, like, and I spent the day with the kids. So it was really beautiful. Yeah. That's more like a thing you would do. <laughs> I know, right? So yeah, I have had like good moments. Yeah. Thank you. So are you done? Yeah, I'm done. Okay. So now to the um, topic of today, tell me about you and God. What what was it like? When was the first time you actually came to the awareness that there is God? Like when? Um well, I mean, okay, so I grew up in a Christian home. Mm-hmm. My mom wasn't super religious then or super Christian then. I had this auntie who was oh my god, like really really religious and Christian and whatever you call it but i know that we all went to church every sunday and i've always been a curious child so would have like children's church and in children's church they would tell you about like god and all of these things that um he he has done and i was just always curious like i mean i know a lot of us have asked ourselves this question like who created god where did god come from like yeah there's no just appeared into existence and stuff like that so i know as a child um obviously my first time of hearing about god or whoever he is was in church and i would ask my mom all of these questions like okay i mean i know that you all say god is this 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 yeah. but like really, who is he like where did he come from he cannot just exist how did he exist okay before god who was like you know yeah. i had all of these questions and my mom would always tell me i don't know like basically no she wouldn't tell me she didn't know but like she would answer the question in a way that i would be so i was so much more confused because i'm like i don't know if you're trying to shut me off or if you're <laughs> my question but okay so like i just got to a point where i was like you know this christianity stuff is not like it's not for me god does not exist and so nobody can give a perfect explanation of him mm-hmm. then so um, how old were you sorry around like let's have a mental picture um i was like five six okay um when i had this conversation with my mom so when i was about eight years old this was my first experience of who God is when I was about eight years old. I went to um, a church, my grandma's church. Yeah. And obviously I was still a child, so they took me to the children's session. And I remember I was upstairs where the children were and they were praying. And for some reason, like I felt an energy I had never felt before. Okay. Um, but I couldn't put like words to it because I'm someone when I make up my mind about something that is it like yeah. so like I already made up my mind that this whole God thing wasn't working for me so I was just sitting down there staring and everything and all of a sudden I saw like people getting baptized by the Holy Spirit and they were speaking in tongues and they were being all dramatic like when I mean dramatic they were falling down screaming in tongues like it was just too chaotic for me and 
at that moment in my spirit i knew that there was something i knew that there was a power and there was a being but i told myself that nah this thing is meant for adults it's not kids should not be can't you see how chaotic it is like <laughs> kids should not um should not be engaged with this but like yeah that was my first experience of who at that point i didn't know it was like all up until i was 13 that i knew who god was because that was when i gave my life to christ but yeah the first time i experienced god was when i was eight and who knows it may be younger because i had a lot of like supernatural experience when i was young so when you were young oh okay so like um now that you experience so you got um saved when you were 13 right how like what happened oh um it was a normal regular day i was looking i so i had this friend that i admired so much she was my closest friend at that time mm-hmm. and i always for me there always has to be a reason like i said i was always curious about yeah <laughs> a lot of things. so there always had to be a reason and i didn't really like people then i used to say this as a joke but like i'm actually serious i didn't like people mm-hmm. when i was young so there were I was curious as to what about this my particular friend attracted me to her. So like, um, oh sorry, what I was attracted to about, um, what I was attracted to in her that made me um, want to be close to her. And nothing really struck me as different because like, I mean, if it was beautiful, I felt I was beautiful. If it was like, she was smart, I was also smart. I had good grades. Yeah. Um, so when i looked at her life and i looked at my life there was really nothing that was that different um and one day i was because our beds like i was in secondary school so our beds were wearing far from each other and i saw her opening a book and she was reading the book that day and i mean me and my snoopy self went to look at what she was doing and i saw that she was reading the bible yeah. And I was like, oh, wow, she's reading the Bible. This is what we read, like, when I was, you know, younger, going to church and all of that stuff. Um, oh, this may be what is different about her that makes her, you know, her, something about her just, you know, light up to me. And I was like, you know what, if this is the difference, I can be a Christian too. So <laughs> I went to my bed and I was like, I said, I didn't even say this. I don't know if I said the salvation prayer. All I knew was like, God, if you are real or whatever, whatever the case is. And yeah. this, is what, this is what I see in her life that makes her shine like this. I want that in my life too. And I don't know, God just took it from there. Oh, okay. That's nice. Like, that's good. All right. So uh, we're going to come back to your salvation story, but I want you to tell me a bit of your lost journey. Um, so it's interesting when you say lost journey, because I was thinking about it when you told me this topic and I was meditating, I was like, lost journey, lost journey. Um, but my lost journey actually started when I gave my life to Christ. I know that doesn't sound right. It doesn't sound right in a typical sense, because like most times it's like when you're an unbeliever or... Um, most times when people talk about their lost journeys when they were not saved but for me my lost journey actually began when I was saved because when I was not saved I was dead I don't know how to explain it I wasn't dead like physically Mm -hmm. obviously but I was a living dead 
like I said, I hated people. I didn't really want to interact with the world. There was just a whole lot of traumatic things that I had suppressed. And each day I was like, if I die today, like nobody will miss me. There is no, yeah. so like journey <laughs> actually did not start till I found Christ. And again, when I think about it, you can actually lose something that you never had. So when I think about it, like, when i was asking god okay i guess that makes sense because if i never knew who god was if i never had him then how did i lose him yeah but yeah to answer your question my lost journey sorry what was the question again you tell me about it i want to know um so my last journey after i became saved i it was kind of new territory because i didn't have anyone who would like i guess in today's term mentor me mm-hmm. um the school that I went to when I got saved wasn't necessarily a Christian school and yes we had like um Sunday services but it wasn't anything that was like really strong or really spiritual or whatever like literally I felt like we went there to play mm-hmm. so, if I'm being honest so there was no strong biblical um there was no strong biblical um or sound teaching there was nothing that would actually draw me closer to god except god in god himself and i remember the day i got saved the voice that i I heard a voice who told me um from today you start living and i never really understood what that meant because Mm -hmm. obviously in that moment i didn't even know what like um prophecy or word of wisdom or any of that stuff was um but i heard that voice so loud and so clear and i was like yeah whatever but from, from that moment I knew that the Holy Spirit began to speak to me mm-hmm. about a lot of things. But then again, I didn't have language for what that was. So I would always suppress it. And I always thought like, oh my God, I'm insane. If I tell people this, they would feel like I'm crazy and all of that stuff. Um, so if I'm to summarize this, I would say like, um, after I found Christ, I had this whole year of like where I was in, I think the word would be euphoria. I I was, you know, there was just this joy, this peace, this, I don't know how to explain it, but it was just really peaceful. Mm-hmm. And then it continued like that for a year or two years. Nothing about my life really changed because it's not like I started studying the word all of a sudden. Like I didn't know that, oh, I needed to study the word consistently or yeah. I needed to do this or do that consistently. But I knew that the Holy Spirit was ministering to me consistently or ministering to my spirit. And then, you know, I got baptized by the Holy Spirit and it got heightened, which was when I was 15. It got heightened. And then after secondary school, I was at the age of 16, everything became a bleak. Um, and I think for me, that is where the lost journey actually started because I was so confused. I was in a place where it seemed like darkness was luring around. It was like, I came from this place where there was so much light, so much peace. I was under a bubble and now like I'm being thrown into the world and it's like, okay, you know, move and let me see you move kind of thing so i entered into this world of like where i was really confused where i was sad for no reason i was depressed but then i didn't even know i was depressed um 
I was indecisive. I became more shy. I literally lost faith in humanity. Um, and I hated people more because within that period of when I gave my life to Christ to the end of high school, I actually started making friends. Mm-hmm. I started making friends. I started talking to people. I think I was more out there, but after secondary school, actually, SS3, something happened that kind of recalled me to a show. But after then, I was like, screw this. You know, I basically went back to how I was before Christ, mm-hmm. if that made sense. But then, somewhere at the back of my mind i knew i had christ but it was like now nah, this problem was so big for me that i didn't need him so I need to have it. claiming my truth what happened in this tree um but yeah what happened in SS3 now? Like, this <laughs> what happened in SS3. Um, so, uh, you know how we write these exams in school, mm-hmm. NECO, yeah. um, stuff like that. In SS3, I had to go home. I think it was after YEC or after NECO. I had to go home to write an exam for um, Babcock. I don't know if it's Babcock or Bowen. Um, so I had to go home for a few days to write an exam. And then I didn't tell my friends that I was coming back because yeah. I wanted to surprise them. And so I came back to school early. And when I came back to school, I went to the hostel. They were not there. I, um, I was like, oh, they're all in class. So I can actually surprise both the boys and the girls together and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And then I went and then I overheard conversations. And the conversations yeah. were about me and girl all the things they had to say wasn't necessarily um nice and i feel like it was really hurtful because like people who i thought were my closest friend even my best friend at that time too was in that gathering i mean i didn't hear her say anything but the fact that she was in that gathering and she didn't like say anything or defend my honor or and i think it was even about her too so it was just a whole messed up situation i remember going back to the hostel that day did they see you though did they know you were there they didn't know i was there i remember going back to the hostel that day and i was crying and then a friend a junior friend of mine came to me and she was like oh jennifer you're back blah 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 she was so excited to see me and then she was like oh you won't believe what has happened like since you left and you know i quickly wiped my tears because you know we don't show we don't show weakness out here but yeah i quickly wiped my tears and i um, i was like oh yeah you know what has happened like fill me in and everything and she literally began to tell me like basically most of the things i had in that conversation she told me what they were saying about me in the hostel that she overheard and was almost in line with the things I heard. So, I mean, obviously, it's not like she just came and she made up the story. It was yeah. kind of confirmation of things that I heard. So, I wasn't actually going crazy. And yeah, so after at that moment, I was like, I knew, I was like, I'm cutting a lot of you off. Like, there is no. Uh, so, that was so my second issue. Yeah. So, like, literally, that was where I had like trust issues and all of that stuff. I mean, I always had that, but like that heightened that and I just felt like I couldn't. Um, so going into the world, it was like, there's no need to trust anyone because if you trust somebody, me, I'm a very honest and direct person. If you don't like something about me, like come and say it's the same thing. If I don't like something about you, I will go out to say it. But like that whole scenario and I think when they came back, they were all laughing and being jovial with me and I'm like, dude, we already like that. Um, 
so all of that like really hurts me deeply and also because i take friendship pretty seriously because of like my family dynamics so like friends are like legit family to me yeah um so that hurt was really really deep and yeah i think that was actually kind of the catalyst to me going back to that was kind of familiar okay oh okay all right so do you want to continue or you've forgotten where you were at no. <laughs> i'm good all right I'm so, you, so you talked about how you it was like you were in a bubble covered and then here you are now in a world with a lot of things which you just mentioned right yeah but then what happened like continue um so i mean obviously then i went to babcock which wasn't bad i met like some nice people but i mean if anyone that went to Babcock with me or was in high school with me is listening to this, like, this is just a public apology. Like, the reason I, I, I've never reached out or, like, actually never kept in touch wasn't anything personal. It was just a me thing. Um, but, yeah, I, I just had this thing whereby I would go to a place, meet people, be cool with them there. And, like, the moment I leave that place, like, you'll never see me or hear from me or anything. So, yeah, I went to Babcock. I met a lot of amazing people there. And then I had to, like, transfer to Windsor for med school. Yeah. Which was, um, you know, a whole different ball game. But I think it was in the midst of that. I And, like I mentioned earlier, I was in a place where I was also very confused as to what path I wanted to go. Again, like, you can't really... Somebody who doesn't necessarily see a future for their life, you can't... They can't be excited about wherever they're at. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, put me here. Well, I don't really see tomorrow. So even if here is so exciting, it doesn't excite me because there's nothing I'm looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so even my decision for school, I, I literally made everyone around me make the decision for me. I wasn't invested in my life. I wasn't invested in my future. And well, lo and behold, I found myself on one island that was really depressing. Like, wow, that island was so depressing. Well, for me, because a lot of people enjoyed the island. But for me, it was depressing because it was far away from home. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... The first year of the island was actually pretty good, but going towards the end of that year, I literally began to feel like a shadow of myself because I had all of these people who were, especially the people that are in my class, I don't know, they have this really tight bundle yeah this community like thing so like most people were always wanting to be in your business and i wasn't really trying to have people in my business so like it was just also annoying you know how like when you come to school pre-med one and everyone is like oh so why do you want to be a doctor why are you in medical school and i'm here well, I mean, my mother said I should be in medical school. <laughs> my mother said I should be a doctor. And everybody's looking at me like, wow. I think I even remember somebody told me, so why are you even here? If you don't want to be here, you can go back home. I'm like, well, if I could go back home, I would go back home. <laughs> like, I literally had that attitude towards oh my life. Like, <laughs> I literally had that attitude towards life, like, you know, whatever it is. But anyways, to cut the story short. Yeah. Um, that first year i was in a place of asking myself like do i really want to do this what do i want to do um 
what do I want to do? And I think it's, one thing I actually want to mention that is interesting that when you give your life to Christ, like that is literally the beginning of your journey. I feel like a lot of times, like when we give our life to Christ, we think, oh my God, I've entered this place where all things are washed away, all things have become, <laughs> I am this whole new creature. Like if you used to see me like this, now that I give my life to Christ automatically, I'm like, <laughs> like, I mean, yes, indeed, we are, you know, new creation, but like the journey or the process towards yeah. that, like we're a new creation that there is no doubt but there is still a journey and a process that has to go and i think the enemy would actually make you believe that you are in a good place even when you are not in a good place and i think that is what happened to me for the longest time because let me tell you girl like i used to pray in tongues for one hour non-stop <laughs> i'm not joking like what is one hour i can actually do a whole night video and i felt like i was okay i didn't know that there was actually something more here that I needed and I think towards the end of that is like you know when your spirit is actually crying out for you mm-hmm. I felt like that was what my spirit was doing like girl you keep getting drawn into this dark hole yeah your spirit literally wants you to come to the light like hey I've already found you it's just like when you think about the prodigal son he had everything right it's not like he didn't know who his father was he knew who his father was he knew that where he was at he had everything but he had to like step out of that comfort zone Mm -hmm. he had to step out of that place and when he went out and he you know splunged everything he had he went to like you know eating with pigs knowing he had the knowledge he had knowledge that oh my father is wealthy yeah and i'm sure he must have seen how he his father was even with like the maids and everything yeah. so he knew that even if because at the end of it said like even the maids are being treated better than this well like, so he knew that even if he went back there as a maid like his father he would still be treated, you know he would still be treated better than how he was out there but like he had all of that head knowledge, but he couldn't translate it to his present situation. So like he was settling for crumbs, he was settling for whatever it is. And I think that is one thing the devil actually tries to do in our lives where he makes you feel like, oh, you know, you're praying. So you're yeah, good you're fasting, okay. yeah. Exactly, you're fasting, you're good enough Christian. You know, you go to church on Sundays, you're a good enough Christian. You don't even need to study the word like that much. Mm-hmm. You're, you're good enough where you are at. And I think that is where the devil had me for so long. I mean, yes, I do not have mentorship. I don't even have the exposure that we have now where like, you know, everything is online. You have resources and stuff like that. Yeah. So the devil literally made me feel like, oh, you are a born again christian now there is no need for advancement there is no need for this like you know how to speak in tongues you know how to pray in tongues like you can cabbage for two hours so like you're up there spiritually but like there was a lot of healing and a lot of things that was dragging me into a dark place okay and um that was dragging me into a dark place and i think my spirit was literally crying out so towards the end of my um first year i i began to feel the heaviness of that more mm-hmm. um i remember going to a church program in december of that year and it was like nothing i had felt in a long time and i went there and oh my god it was i think it was a nice video i think i can't remember what it's called but it's not like by the main church it's a student something 
I don't know what they call it. CSF or something like that. Oh yes, yeah, Oh yeah. So it was um it was something like that and i went there it was a nice video they were doing and i think my friend invited me and i was like bro what the hell like i would just go so i went there and i remember that night in fact that was the beginning of the end of everything because that night i went there in my mind i was like i'm just going to go there pray and come out but the thing is that when i went there i had just one prayer point in mind and it was about a friend of mine who had told me about an issue that was she was experiencing yeah. and how bothered her so much so when i went there that was all that was on my mind again because i really didn't have a view to mm-hmm. live i didn't have a future so like you know how people go there with like prayer points and everything mm-hmm. I, didn't, I had no prayer points whatsoever i just had what my friend had told me like oh she needed prayer in regards to this and that was all i went there with and i remember going there and when it was time for prayer i was like god you know this is my friend this that that blah 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 and before you before i knew it like i was in a whole different dimension and i said i was on the floor and i was rolling and i was screaming and like i'm like wow jennifer this is so dramatic (laughs) because i feel like sometimes like if i'm being honest some of these encounters like you're actually fully aware of what is happening i don't believe that all encounters like you're so you're somewhere in the place where you don't know what is happening or where you're Mm -hmm. not in control of your thoughts and everything so in that moment i was literally in control of my thoughts but it's not i couldn't control what was happening but i was in control of my thoughts and i was like jennifer stop being dramatic like you don't have to roll on so you don't have to scream and because i wasn't even necessarily that person on a normal day Mm -hmm. It just felt worse. I'm like, wow, you're really embarrassing yourself here. <laughs> so um, after that prayer, um, some people gathered around me. I think they were the leaders or whatever. And they asked me what was happening. I'm like, yo, you people are supposed to be the leaders of this thing. You're supposed to explain to me what's happening. Because on a normal day, this does not happen and stuff like that. But again, they had no definition as yeah. to what was happening. They couldn't give the verbiage i don't know that's an english word as to what was happening but yeah um after that period it was literally the beginning of the end because um i was like you know this whole god thing i'm no longer doing it and then like i said having issues um back home um things weren't necessarily going right um there was just a whole lot of things happening at the same time and then you know some suppressed emotions or memories like began to rise yeah i was like what the hell is all of this and girl yeah you just and, went and that's and that's one thing that i have noticed right like so when the, the renewing of your mind comes in like you mentioned the holy spirit doesn't just come to sugarcoat things he's he's always coming to like i don't know it's like having a bowl of fruits and then some of them are rotten like he's coming to like sieve out like pick out and that whole phase like it's it's i don't know it's just a beautiful experience like the fact that he transforms you he doesn't just 
it doesn't just come to say abracatabra you know and i feel yeah. like that's some that's like that's a line that some like most people don't understand about christianity it's not you don't just wake up oh i was this and well so maybe it happens to some people i was this and then i was i'm not this nor like sometimes it's a like you said it's a journey it's a journey where god says oh you you lie a lot so you need to <laughs> you need to come let's address this situation you need to come you have lost you need to come let's address this let's do this let's and then he begins to show you patterns that you have you know and it's just beautiful knowing that your emotions were not suppressed like um, i'm glad yeah i'm glad and you mentioned how at some point you there was there was like playing religion you know i feel like a lot of times we talk about this religion religion thing but then we don't even understand the concept so like when you were mentioning how you could fast you could pray speak in tongues but then there was your spirit like you were just doing it but there was no actual change and it, like you said your spirit was like literally there was no edification to my spirit it was yeah. like you know yeah like like oh i'm so grateful and that's and i I think jennifer this is another thing about the faith right you have to be honest with your journey you can't you can't say you can't lie like and it's not even just about the years yes the years are very important like you have to be accountable for your spiritual growth but it's not about saying oh i'm a christian for three years i'm a christian for five years and then if you look at your life you're still doing the same things that you were doing years ago you know there has to be a difference with the person that you were and the person that you are now because christ has come into the picture right so like i'm i'm grateful that you were honest with your journey and i'm grateful that you were able to like allow the holy spirit to lead you but there's something that i want to talk about like so now that we have an idea of your faith and your journey um how did how did the picture of your father affect how you saw Abba? Like, like how did you even come to that state of knowing God as Abba Father? Um, okay, so I feel like it just all kind of lines up with my my own personal journey with faith. Um, so for most people that don't know, which is almost everyone, um, my parents got separated when I was, I think, eight, nine um so my dad has never really been in the picture and even when he was in the picture i wasn't necessarily a huge fan of my dad um i just always had a mindset that my father didn't want me because i wasn't like a male child and i already had an elder sister um i also have an elder brother but that's a whole different story but um I felt like my father didn't want me because I was a male child, um, because I was a female child and he wanted a male child. And there was already that rejection there. And the way he treated me versus the way he treated my younger brother was totally, you could actually tell that there was favoritism here. Okay, guys, we're going to continue this episode next week. If you want to hear the remaining of Jennifer's story, don't forget to tune in. Thank you.